Just with Matthew chapter 2 open before you, we'll seek the Lord for a short word of prayer. Gracious Heavenly Father, again we thank Thee for Thy presence. Thank Thee, Lord, for these hymns that we've been singing of the birth of the Lord Jesus Christ. And Lord, we pray that Thou might bless us further even this morning. We thank the Lord for Thy presence with us at the wedding of Hannah and Luke the other day. And Lord, we pray Thou would bless that young couple as they've set out and married life together. And we pray, Lord, that thou would be preeminent in their home and in all that they seek to do. And, O God, that in all their ways they might acknowledge thee, and thou shalt direct their paths. Thank thee for undertaking for every part of that wedding and journey and mercies given as well, and, Lord, a time of fellowship. Lord, we pray thou might bless us now even further. Do us good, Lord, as we come in, Lord, to this passage, these few verses. Give us understanding and help. And, Lord, I pray that would fill us with thy spirit and with power. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Christmas Day, which happens to fall on the Lord's Day, is no better time than to give consideration to the Incarnation or that word simply means the birth of the Lord Jesus Christ. And to help us to do that, I want us to just consider some of these verses that we have read together, particularly the opening verses of Matthew chapter 2. Now the thoughts that I have this morning are very simple. And I want that to be deliberate because the boys and girls are here, the young people are here, and I want them to understand as well as the adult. But there's uh, teachings here that we, I believe we can see uh, from this very passage. And the first thing that I want you to see that is prominent in these opening two verses or so is the star. The star is spoken about even in these words. Verse 2 saying, Where is he that is born king of the Jews? For we have seen his star in the east and are come to worship him. Now that, those are the words of the wise men. And I want you to consider, men and women, and boys and girls, that the star was special. There was a special star set apart here. Not only in its terms of its brightness. And I suggest to you that that star wasn't there all the time. Verse 7, for example, we read, Then Herod, when he had privily called the wise men, inquired of them diligently what time the star appeared. So there was a special star, as we might say of Jonah, because God prepared a special fish for him at that particular time. And here's a star that appeared at this particular time, and there was a specialness about it in its brightness and also in its timing. Did you note also how it is a star that was possessed? You look again at verse 2. They said, Where is he that is born king of the Jews? For we have seen his star in the east. His star. It was possessed by him. The Lord. I love those little words, three words, or four words in Genesis 1. He made the stars also. That's more than four words. But uh, there is the little line. And so we have the moon and the sun, but he made the stars also. Men and women, the star that we 
consider here in Matthew chapter 2 was his star. But think of the purpose of that star. The purpose of that star was to point. It was to guide. And particularly these wise men who came from the east. That's over in the territory of where Abraham came from. The Magi from the east. And they saw this star. And that star was to point them. That star was to guide them. And that's why they made uh, that great journey. And you know it was to point and to guide them to one in particular. Verse 9. When they had heard the king, they departed and lo. Lo is another rendering of behold. The star which they saw in the east went before them. So it has now reappeared. And it is going before them. Where does it bring them till? Till it came and stood over where the young child was. The star, the special star, his star, pointed them to Christ. Brought them right to where the Savior was. And men and women and young people, when I consider the star, I consider that is a type of the child of God. That's a little picture of the believer, you see. I'm sure the young people have heard of somebody that they may see on the television screen or somewhere else, and you'll have heard them say, he's a star. They're a star. Well, that's in terms of Hollywood or something of that nature. But I want to tell you this morning, if you're born again of God's Spirit, you're a child of God, you're a star, you're special. Because Peter speaks of being that peculiar people who should show forth the praises of him who hath called us out of darkness into his marvelous light. Do you know what God says about us? He considers us to be the apple of his eye. I read that not too long ago in Zechariah chapter 2 and the words of verse 8. Listen to this. For thus saith the Lord of hosts, after the glory hath he sent me unto the nations which spoiled you. For he that toucheth you toucheth the apple of his eye. And he's speaking about Israel. And they were scattered into other nations. And the other nations, they afflicted them. And the Lord looked upon Israel and he looked upon those nations that afflicted Israel as touching the apple of his eye. Do you know what the apple of the eye is? It's the most delicate part. It's the pupil. It's where the light enters in. And that's why your eye is in a socket. And that's why you have eyebrows and eyelashes because they are all there to protect that most delicate member. That most precious member that every one of us have. And God looks upon his people as the apple of his eye. That's how special you are. And you know we're also possessed because we're not our own. We've been bought with a price. Even the precious blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. And what is our purpose? Our purpose is to point others to the Lord. To point others to Christ. Matthew chapter 5. And the words of verse 15. Neither do men light a candle and put it under a bushel, but on a candlestick, and they give it light unto all that are in the house. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. Let me ask you this morning, are you a star? Are you pointing others? Are you bright for the Lord? Directing others to the Savior. Just as that star was to appear to those men that came from the east and brought them right 
to where the Christ child was. As I've said before, it wasn't to the manger. You'll read later on where it was to bring them to where Christ was. But there's the first thought, the star. Secondly, I want you to see the sinner. I want you to see the sinner here. You might say, well, who are you referring to now? Well, we read about the sinner in verse 1. Now when Jesus was born in Bethlehem, Judea, in the days of Herod the king. Herod is the old sinner. Herod is one who's blinded. You see, he didn't notice the star. That special star that God had given for that time. He didn't notice it. And so that's why he brought even the wise men in. And he brought even the scribes and the chief priests in. To hear what they were talking about. And he asked the wise men. He inquired of them diligently what time the star appeared. He was blind to it. He didn't see it. And so it is with a sinner today. Their eyes are blinded. That they cannot see the beauty that is in Christ. They're blind even to the things of God. And that is the work of the devil. Second Corinthians chapter 4 and 4. In whom the God of this world hath blinded the minds of them which believe not. Lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ who is the image of God should shine unto them. You're blinded if you're not saved. The scales are still upon your eyes. You can't see the things. You can't see the truths that when you come before God's word. For it's a spiritual book. And the old devil has blinded you. But no, oh, something else about Herod. He was privileged. You say, yes, he was a king. No, I'm not talking about that. Look at the words of verse 5. Because he <coughs> brought the chief priests and the scribes of the people together. Verse 5, they said unto him, In Bethlehem of Judea, for thus it was written by the prophet... And thou, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, art not the least among the princes of Judah, for out of thee shall come a governor that shall rule my people Israel. He's a privileged man. Why? Because he heard the Scriptures. You see, if you have a marginal Bible, you'll recognize that that is Scripture taken from Micah. One of the minor prophets, chapter 5. Because he asked the question about where this king of the, of the Jews was meant to be born. And they told them. And they told them from the scriptures, the Old Testament scriptures. And here's a man who, yes, has a position as a king, but he's very privileged because he is the scriptures of truth brought to him. And can I say that that is the case with each one of you? You have had the scriptures brought to you many a time. And you remember what Paul said to Timothy about the scriptures? He said, and that from a child... Thou hast known the holy scriptures, the holy writings, it is literally, which are able to make thee wise unto salvation through faith, which is in Christ Jesus. That was Timothy's upbringing. I dare say we can say that of every child in this house today. That's been your upbringing. You've been privileged to have the scriptures of truth. Adult as well, you've been privileged of sitting under the word of God, and they're able to make thee wise unto salvation. What a blessing. What a privilege. You see, that's what the sinner has. They're privileged. But you know, here is an old sinner that rejected Christ. Herod rejected the Savior. We didn't read the words. Look at verse 13. 
And when they were departed, behold, the angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream, saying, Arise, and take the young child and his mother, and flee into Egypt, and be thou there until I bring thee word. For Herod will seek the young child to destroy him. He didn't want the Christ child. He didn't want the Savior to live. He sets a pretense even to the wise men. You go and search for him, and you come back and you tell me where he is that I may come and worship him also. That was a lie. That was deception. And the Lord revealed it to him, to the wise men. Look at the words of verse 16. And it says, Then Herod, when he saw that he was mocked of the wise men, was exceedingly wroth, and sent forth and slew all the children that were in Bethlehem and all the coasts. Thereof from two years old and under, according to the time which he had diligently inquired of the wise men. And again, he's fulfilling what the scriptures of truth had said from the prophet Jeremiah. He vents his anger. He rejects Christ and everything to do with him. And don't we read that that was prophesied of Isaiah in that great 53rd chapter. For it says in verse 3, he's despised and rejected of men. And Herod despised the Christ and he rejected him. It simply means he counted him as nothing. That's what despise means. He counted Christ as nothing. He avoided him. He, he forsook him. He rejected him. A man of sorrows unacquainted with grief. And we hid as it were our faces from him. He is despised. And we esteemed him not. Let me ask you this morning. Are you like Herod? You're not like the star. But you're rather like Herod. Because you're a sinner. A sinner who still rejects the Lord Jesus. The one who was born in Bethlehem's manger. And rejects even the message of God's salvation. There's one final thought. And that is the Savior. And you know, we men and women, we consider here the Savior and the miracle. Because he was born. That's a miracle. Verse 2. Saying, where is he that is born King of the Jews? That brings us to consider his humanity. We're speaking about the only begotten of the Father. We're speaking about the co-creator of this world. Without him not anything was made that was made. And yet we're reading here that the same person of God the Son was born. There's his humanity. But there's a miracle. That the heaven of heavens cannot contain him. Yet he was to confine himself into the womb of the Virgin Mary. That he was virgin born. There's a miracle. But that it was God manifest in the flesh. His birth is miraculous. He was born. You'll notice also his majesty. Where is he that is born king of the Jews? That's the piece that old Herod didn't like. He was king. He thought it a threat. Where is he that is born king of the Jews? These wise men considered his majesty. They considered the fact that he was worthy of all their honor. Because they have come. 
to worship Him. Verse 2. And when they find the Christ child, as we read about even in verse 11, they come, they fell down, they don't worship Mary, they worship Him. For He's the King of kings. And He's the Lord of lords. And right at the start of Matthew's gospel, that is the aspect that Matthew brings out about the Savior, his kingship. You go into Mark, and it's a very quick moving gospel. Mark bases his chapters upon the servant, Christ as the servant. But Matthew, he speaks about the king. Where is he that is born king? of the Jews. And you know, one final little thought, the Savior was met by the wise man. I've already referenced it. Turn over to verse 11. And when they were come into the house, that tells you, wise men weren't at the stable. They weren't at the manger. They were at the house. That's two years later nearly. They saw the young child with Mary his mother and fell down and worshipped him. And when he opened their treasures, they presented him gifts, gold and frankincense and mare. They came and they worshipped him. He's worthy of all our worship. We sing the hymns. We're worshipping the Lord. We're exalting him. And you know, they came and they saw the promised Christ the promised Messiah, they met with him. And meeting with him, they went home a different way. Do you see that? Verse 12, And being warned of God in a dream that they should not return to Herod, they departed into their own country another way. If you're not saved this morning, this Christmas morning, you can meet with Christ. That's the best one to meet with. You can meet with Christ. And I'll tell you, you'll never be the same again. And you'll go home from this house a different soul. You'll go home in a different manner. Because you've met with the Lord, you'll be on a different path. No longer on that broad road that leadeth to a Christless eternity. But you'll be entered in through the narrow gate. On that narrow way that leadeth to heaven. And oh, my question, as I've asked a question at the end of every point, I wonder, would you be wise? Would you be wise this morning? Wise men still seek the Lord. They did from the east. I wonder, would you be wise this morning and meet with Christ as he has presented to you in the gospel, as he's offered to you again through the scriptures of truth, I trust the Lord will bless even that little word to each of our hearts this morning for his own name's sake.